0: Welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers and stylists and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run
1: the Ballard Designs blog, howtodecorate.com. And I'm Taryn Schwartz, and I'm on the product design team. I'm Karen Mooney, and I head up branding for Ballard. And we're
0: your hosts. Hi. Welcome. We have a very special guest today. Our wall merchant, Karen Flanor, is here to give us a 101 lesson in art.
2: It is one of my favorite subjects. Glad to be here. Yay,
0: Yay welcome. thanks for coming. Thank yeah. Yeah, so we got a great comment from one of our listeners and we loved it so much, we're gonna do it. And she suggested if we don't have any awesome trials and triumphs, then we could do some other segment in the top of the show. So that's what we're
3: gonna do. I thought And Caroline has dreamed up something really good for us.
0: Yeah, so since it's the art one oh one episode, I thought we could all talk about our best, our most successful art moment. In our houses. What do y'all think?
3: I like it. I'm ready. Yes. See. See. I thought of the wall. Who okay. wants to start? Caroline, this is your idea. You do it.
0: Okay.
3: Sorry, you guys. There's literally a guy outside the window with a blower. So if Ugh, you hear that. Oh, so the worst. I know. Sorry. The yard looks Could great. Be... Yeah.
0: It <laughs> <laughs> Where's okay. it? So my best art moment. Okay. So I found this blogger who... Really is like an, a graphic designer, but she was a fine art major, anyways. She decided to do like a summer project where she was painting just for herself, and I just really liked her artwork, so I commissioned her to paint me something. And they're sort of these big watercolors, um, they're
1: huge. How well, big?
0: Like two and a half feet by two. Got football
1: field are arms right now.
0: <laughs> so like thirty um,
3: inches framed or the actual art is thirty inches?
0: Um there's not much of a area around the paper.
3: So about thirty inches? So I
0: would say about thirty inches, but there are two of them. It's mm-hmm. a diptych.
3: And explain what a diptych is.
0: Yeah, so a diptych is well Karen Flanor, you're you correct me if I'm wrong, but you're
3: the expert.
0: It's basically a painting in two pieces.
2: Yep, that's what it is. It can be two pieces of diptych, three pieces of a triptych, and it's taking one image and splitting it apart and framing them individually and then sort of putting them back together.
1: What's seven? Ooh. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. How <laughs> oh, about eight? An
2: octagon? <laughs>
0: and
3: octagon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That would be a lot. That would be
2: a big, big old
0: sort like of Like a puzzle. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it's a diptych, but it's like – sort of just it looks like clouds it's like just pigment um in sort of a I'll, ha- I'll show you all a picture but it's very modern and we had it um framed now here i was thinking about this um we spent probably as much on the frame as we did on the artwork so the framing was a lot but it was such a big size there was not a like pre-done frame standard size. yeah there wasn't a standard side of frame so if I would do it again I might have her give her specific dimensions
1: but how did you mat it because with watercolor it would the edge would be
0: yeah so we had the framer um it's not matted Float it?
1: basically yeah it's yeah. not matted it's yeah. on top of a backing yeah
0: yeah so you can see the deckled edge which I really love so I'm, I'm happy with the framing job. And though. a deckled <laughs> edge is?
2: Ooh, yeah, Karen. <laughs> a deckled edge is when the edge of the paper is torn. It's usually something you see on fine art paper. And um, it's really pretty when it's exposed because that alone is like art. You can just see that edge of that paper. Mm-hmm. It's really,
0: really pretty. Um, we have that on a lot of our artwork.
2: We do. We do it. We, um, a lot of our art that's um, framed under glass is hand deckled. So they um, tear those edges off before they mm-hmm. put it in the frame.
1: We sit there and do it all afternoon. Takes
3: all the time. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> totally kidding. <laughs> I have a question, Caroline, because mm-hmm. I have never ever commissioned a piece of art. Have you guys anyone else at the table? Have
1: you no, cute? I have not. I don't no.
3: not have. No. That sounds so fancy pants. So, I mean, how does that work? What do you do? So, she had done a bunch
0: over the summer and I think like right after Christmas I finally was kind of showing Will like how oh, I really love her and Um, or love her paintings and she had just sold the ones basically that I liked and so I just had her do something very similar and and I just gave her the color palette and I was really happy with them I mean they're pretty consistent with what the ones that she had done before Mm -hmm. so it you know if it was like my kid or something or like a that's a little trickier.
3: Right. Um, we can ask Karen about that more later because I know when we work with our artists, we ask them for, we give them kind of direction. So you can give mm-hmm. us tips on that later.
0: Sure. All right. But it, it was, she was really chill and I think most, I mean, I can imagine a lot of artists like getting commissions. Most are artists you- like
2: doing, sorry, they like doing commissions in what they do. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you love their style, if you love their palette, their texture, their subject, to have them to do, do something that's not a big departure of that, you know, they're totally comfortable doing it. If it's a size that you need, or it is a maybe a twist on the palette, mm-hmm. um, but asking them to do something completely different is not generally something they're comfortable with. Yeah. So it's really just staying within their wheelhouse. And mm-hmm. not over directing them. They don't like it when you feel like you're taking the paintbrush out of their hand and like painting for them. So yeah. it's just being, you know, knowing what they do and, and sort of making well, cause that Well, because they're the, the artist. B- right? Exactly. They should be able to do it. Exactly. Their own and art. you want that artist touch in there. I mean, otherwise, why would you yeah. be doing it? You know, you want yeah. their expression and their take on your idea. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I really did. This not No, no Go ahead. I just did not give her. Any real direction Mm. I think she had done some Navy ones and so I was like I really like the Navy ones I like that size so I just you sold the ones I liked so make me another Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah she just um, because she was in Dallas and she just sort of rolled them up and mailed them to me and I took them to the framer the framer pressed them so that they would lay flat framed them and um, I have originally I hung them next to each other Um, over a sofa because they're really you know what but we didn't we our sofa in this house is against the window so I hung them on top of each other and I actually love it even more because it goes almost all the way to the ceiling and it's like framed right it the door perfectly frames the art and the piece it's over and I hung them over my like a chest that I got when my grandparents passed away. And it's like a very traditional bow front mahogany chest. And the art just makes it look more modern and updated. And that's my favorite art moment. I think it's just because of the scale, mostly. Mm -hmm. You know, doing like something really big makes it feel punch.
1: mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Who's next? Who's next? Karen, go ahead. Okay, I'll go um my
3: art moment is the gallery wall that's in my bedroom so it is not one moment it's many moments um he would have many moments of course you know I can't follow a rule (laughs) um but I love it it's every item in it is very personal um and it's you know kind of been collected over time and it's got uh, it's not just art but there's some brackets with things leaning on them and items and stuff i've gotten from travels or just bits of things and um i mean nothing particularly precious there's i think one oil painting and there's some photography um like, there's a piece of art that I bought off of a street artist in New York, you know, that I framed myself and stuck up there. It's just random things, um, but it's all just sort of tied together with black and white. Um, and I really like it. And gold. There's a little bit of gold, like, in frames or stuff
1: like that. It's sentimental to me. Mine was mine was going to be more sentimental as well, which I guess art totally is is naturally probably that in some way. It's some memory or some form. And mine is also really selfish because um in our bedroom what well, i have it's it's the pieces that are up on the wall there and they come from they were something i painted when i got to spend a spring in germany when david was working abroad i didn't get to study abroad so this was my like i graduated. And I told Ballard, because I was interning, I was like, hey, so I'm going to go to Europe for three months. I'll be back. And so, <laughs> yeah. and I was interning, so they were like, okay, bye. Um, and so I got to, he would work all day, and then like Monday through Thursday, and then Thursday we'd take off and hit some little European city because we were near Frankfurt, Germany, but in a little bitty town. But during the day, I wasn't working, so I, it, I would just literally – I'd go run eight miles around to get to another little, like, city or a little town, or I'd just walk down to the little, and so I painted all these little bitty scenes everywhere Wait, we question. went. Did you run with the paint? No, not in those cases. Okay, don't run and, with yeah. a paintbrush in your hand. <laughs> I st- lost an eyeball along the way. That's no, the but it, because, and then, like, we went to all those little cities, and that's when I saw, the first time I saw Europe, and, you know, saw all these little towns in Vienna, and, you know, and so even from that, I, like, painted a bunch of little scenes from places we'd been, and little moments even in the little village in Germany, so there's, if you saw them, you'd just be like, these are stupid little watercolors, but I had them all framed for David, and then I had done this, like, suitcase picture at the end to like, of all those suitcases and anyway, of the travels. And because I walk in and see it every day, every now and then I actually like, you know, notice it again and I'm like, I do remember that little nook that I sat like a weirdo, American Aww. that couldn't speak to anyone, like <laughs> painting away. Like, but anyway, that's my favorite moment. That's adorable. I well, love that. That's why that. I like it. That is, that's yeah. sweet. Why thank Makes you. Me happy. <laughs> And I've just Karen from North. Oh, Karen North. It's really hard for me
2: because I've seen so much art. I've been in the art business for ugh, over twenty years, so I have a lot of, lot of favorites. <laughs> um, so this is really hard for me. And my favorites are everything from my little personal gallery wall of the combination of photos of my kids mm-hmm. and artwork that they did, and letters from my um, grandmother. I frame those in there, so some personal touches. And so, you know, those are the special sentimental pieces that, of course, we all love. Um, I have, I'm talking about a couple pieces because I can't narrow it down. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sure, sorry, I'm cheating. It. It cheating. Well um, I have this amazing, it's a figurative abstract. It's from an artist that actually is from the Atlanta area. Um, he has since passed away. But he was quite talented. His name was T. L. Lang, and uh, he this amazing use of just graphics, line work, sketch work, um, everything from florals to abstracts to figuratives. I mean, he kind of encompassed. But he was a true artist, and uh, one of the companies I used to work for worked with him, so I got to know him a little bit, and I was able to get one of his pieces, and so. I love that. And one of the reasons I love that is I love having a connection with the artist, with the art, like when you commissioned, Caroline, your art, um, when you meet that artist, there's a special like mm-hmm. connection that really happens. You understand the art better. You just have a feeling for its personality and where it came from. You might know a little bit, bit more history. So mm-hmm. I, I love it when you can get to know the artist or something about the artist if you don't get to meet them personally, because it really does expand the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a really fun wall that was inspired by Ballard Designs, <laughs> which came first. Um, they're actually um, Suzanne Kassler pieces. They um, are book plates. The originals were book plates, and they're antique eggs, and she designed them to be framed in a white mat with a white frame. They're just really clean and fresh. And, um, and I just love them. So I bought them all and actually I bought three of each and I have them masked out like
3: all the way across my dining room. How many is that total? Is it like 18 or something?
2: You know what? I've got to take that back. I don't have three of everything, but I think I ended up with about 12.
3: Wow. Yeah. That's wow. awesome. I love that yeah. idea of just filling up a wall with that repetition, but it's so clean. Yes. That it's, it's, it's not like wallpaper.
2: Yeah. It's just, it's a very clean presentation and it's just. It's striking. It's it's modern. It's fresh. It's awesome. I love it. So that sounds I look really forward good. to your photo. Yeah. No. <laughs> Don't
1: put yeah, mine right. next to hers.
0: Uh-uh. <laughs> We're gonna need pictures. <laughs>
3: All right, we'll have to do a little photo shoot. Yeah.
0: So our guest today is Karen Flanor. She is our wall and merchandiser so anything all wall related that's mirrors art
2: anything that hangs on
0: the shelving Shelving.
2: hooks clocks um candle sconces I mean the list goes on and on drapery hardware drapery hardware if it hangs on a wall if it it hangs on a wall hmm. and it's not lit from electricity it's right in the that's wall decor the category. Because <laughs> that would be a light, and it's in the lighting category, mm-hmm. and that makes sense. <laughs> so you're basically our in-house expert. <laughs> I try. I mean, yeah, that's
0: essentially. You are. Yeah. Tell
3: us, tell us, how are you qualified for this job, Karen? <laughs> Go. <Good. laughs> Who are you exactly?
2: Who am I? Well, my background came from the art side of the business. Um, about 20 years ago, I started in the industry, in a very small part of the industry called Art Publishing. Um, it's so small that even artists don't know about it, but it's a great little segment of the industry and art publishers are very similar to music publishers or book publishers, um, where they work with artists and they license the work and pay the artists a royalty just like in music, um, for their art. And the right allows them to make a reproduction and offer it to more audiences than just one original can reach. So, um, it's reproductions, um, The industry part that I've always been in is very fine art oriented. We would do our reproductions on paper, framing. It's all archival. It's, you know, (laughs) there's different levels of the business, but very high integrity reproductions. Um, And so I started doing that, and I actually was someone that worked with Ballard Designs on the art side of the business before I came to Ballard. And I've been at Ballard about six years. Wow. Um, So Ballard used to be my customer. So I would meet with the then wall decor merchant and find out what the trends were, what the needs were, what they were trying to put together. And I would go back and I would work with artists and we would come up with ideas and develop ideas that fit what I thought Ballard was looking for and we would present those ideas. And um, the wall decor merchant would pick them and we would um, get them printed and framed. And I'll never forget the first time one of the pieces I worked on made it to the cover <laughs> of Ballard Designs. I think I still actually have it. It was a very proud moment in my career. <laughs> what was the piece? It was by an artist. I remember totally. Her name was Soraya Shamali. And it was this big, bold, beautiful, um, very graphic floral. It had a bright blue background, like a royal blue background, and really bright, almost like poppy like. Um, floral, just a big statement piece. Wow! Yes, that's, that's so funny. Neat.
0: Okay, yeah. we're gonna have to find that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I can't the, guarantee, the but yeah. I will look for it. I will like, look for it.
0: Give me a, a year or about not good. Do some yeah. <laughs> Caroline's good at this. Be detective.
2: Um, and then after that, there were a couple other covers. You know, got the old and then, news. Yeah. <laughs> and then I sort to of chuck that catalog. <laughs> no, always. Oh, so I'm long time Ballard friend, uh, customer, long time Ballard. Um, supplier. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, it was really fun then to get into the other side of the business and be at Ballard. So it's uh, it's been fun. It's a great way to expand the love I have for art, but then expand it into other areas in wall decor like mirrors and like some of the hardware and shelving and functional um, because it's all design related. And you know, when it all comes together, a mirror can be just, in, uh, just as well a piece of art as something that's painted. Mm-hmm. That's true.
3: I love mirrors because um, for some reason in my mind, they don't take as much of a commitment as a piece of art. I don't know why. You know, because art, I think we're all talking about, you kind of need to emotionally connect to it to hang it on your wall. It's in a mirror. I'm like, oh, it's a mirror. I think that's very <laughs> true. I think that's very
2: true. Um, and mirrors are great because the reflection, you know, they, they bring a lot of light and sparkle and and space if it's a large mirror to a room, so... Mm-hmm. You know, mirrors are great, and they're architectural. They can bring yeah. different materials to a space. Mm-hmm. So,
3: so tell us, do you have any tips for people on uh, selecting the right art for any? Like, are there rules for certain types of spaces, or rules for sizing, or anything? Like, how does one commit? Because we generally get a good number of questions about. Um, I think that that taking the step to commit to something emotionally is a barrier for people. Yes. How, how do we know if it's the right piece? Well, I think there's a couple of things. First of
2: all, there is art that you emotionally connect to. And if you emotionally connect to something and it makes you feel good and you want to look at that, That's it. There's no other thinking. You don't have to think about whether it goes in your space or not, because if you love it, it's just like, it's just like anything. It will work in because it's going to be around everything else you love. Um, and it can be an expression of, you know, who you are. It's, it can show some personality. So if you are connected, if you love a piece for whatever reason, the subject, the color, the size and scale, Mm -hmm. you should just go for it because it will work. Um, the other thing is, is you don't have to get caught up in being emotionally attached to art. Art can just be pretty. It can be like great fabric, especially abstract art. It can bring that color and texture. It can fill a space. It can connect your wall to the rest of the things in, in the space. I loved what you said, Caroline, about how you placed your art with the chest and how it really tied into the space. Because I think if you're hanging it and it feels connected to something else in the room, it feels like it's supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, one of my little pet peeves is just art floating in space where it has no connection to Uh anything in the room.
3: I was going to ask you what you feel like people's biggest mistakes are with art. So picking a piece that is probably too small. Too small or just floating.
2: um, Too high. Too high. It really is. There's nothing around it. I mean, even if it's the edge of a door and a window and you have that molding, it has a sense of of connection Mm -hmm. when it's just all by itself, whether it's big or small, it just feels lonely. It needs to be a part of the space. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just if you like it for whatever reason and it works in your space, whether it's emotional or it's just a good design fit, that's as long as you love it, that's the only rule. Really.
0: I actually, I really feel like art can be more successful based with the furniture. I mean, going along with what you're saying, but like I do feel like the composition, like art is a part of that. And it can, you know, like if you take something modern and hang it with something really old, that feels so exciting. That's
2: a
3: great tension. Feels good, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Or the reverse, you know, say it's like a really traditional oil painting hung over something, you know, more unexpected, like, mid-century modern or whatever like I feel like um people well maybe they don't but it, it seems like maybe people want stuff to match you know like they're like oh this feels like this so I'm gonna put them together when sometimes I actually find like it's the reversed
2: you know. Yeah, that's put a it great point. that
0: feels opposite.
2: It, that's a great point. And actually that can oftentimes make the art stand out even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because it doesn't get lost in the matchiness of everything. It mm-hmm. really becomes a focal point.
3: It's a more powerful statement. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if you're looking at a blank slate in your room, and you're deciding, what should I do in this room? Art is a great place to start. Um, because if you can find the piece of art that you love, you can build everything around that.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a great one. We Jumping do off that
0: point
2: so much when we design the catalog
0: i mean mm-hmm. i feel like
1: really it's a great jumping off point the easiest mm-hmm.
0: rooms the rooms that come together the fastest we either start with a rug or art
1: yeah
3: and, and if we the- can get a rug and art to work together and then <laughs> build a room it's magic <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. yes if you can pull those two things first because when you think about it, they're hard to uh get to coordinate You know, and not that they have to coordinate, but generally in the catalog, we try to make things like that coordinate because it feels safer. Um, But uh, I think they're probably the two hardest things to kind of uh, try to integrate if you're trying to get it to coordinate. Yeah. 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 But I I like that idea of um, having it not go with the room. You know what I mean? It's a bold piece of art that just lives on its own and everything else is sort of the supporting cast around it. Exactly. is is really a wonderful statement. Mm -hmm. You have a ton of art in your house, Caroline. A lot of original art. Your husband paints and...
0: For two reasons. One, we have no wall
3: space. (laughs) (laughs) So it just feels like a lot. Yeah.
0: But also, um, my husband had a ton of art before we even got married. Like his aunt is a beautiful oil painter my god you're lucky
3: yeah i am i really am so that reminds me i wanted to ask about this does our art have to be original art because ballard doesn't sell original art usually sometimes we do um but i can't afford original art you know i if someone gives me i have some things in my home that um people have given me that they created, but I'm not out there shopping shopping for original art. It's just so cost prohibitive. Um, Is there any shame (laughs) in ordering (coughs) a reproduction? No,
2: absolutely none, none at all. Um, You know, originals are special. They are one of a kind, and a price tag is associated with that. Um, With um, a piece that's not an original, it's still an expression. It's still something that you love. And it doesn't matter if there's a price tag associated with that or not. Um, in fact, one of the things I love with what we're doing at Ballard is we have an exclusive artist base that we work with, and they allow us to sell their reproductions um, exclusively through Ballard. And why it's such a great fit for both us and our customers as well as the artist is the artist only have so much time, Right, they can only paint so many originals, and there is a price tag associated with that, but there's so many more people that they want to be able to share their work with, and, and get that, exp- it's not just about the exposure, it's truly about sharing what they're doing with more people, and knowing that more people are going to have it in their homes, and enjoy it, and it's going to be fulfilling, that they love doing it for that, and they have their originals business, and it doesn't hurt that at all, because those people that love the work are still, and if they have the means... We're still going to buy those originals. Right. But we can bring it to more people. And I love that so that our customers have more opportunity. Mm-hmm. And um, it, again, it just comes down to what you love. It's not about
3: whether it's an original or not. How do you find the exclusive artists that we work with?
2: Um, a little bit of luck. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Actually, it, it, you know, the art industry, it, not even the industry, just art in general, it's a very small community community. Um, you'd think there's artists, it, that it's huge. It seems overwhelming, but it's actually a very small community. And um, basically our artists, we've we've maybe found one or two through show homes, um, through designers, but most of them have been through introductions to the artists that we work with because mm-hmm. um, it's been a great experience for them as well as us, and they want to share that with their artist friends. So just getting to know people. The artists that we... Do
0: you have as a part of this program are so talented, and I feel like people a lot of times will talk about non-originals as being like fake, kind of. But when you see these artists and you talk to them, and they're very creative, they're very talented. That just because it's not an original, it's not any less valuable to them. I guess it's not any less
2: valuable to them. They love seeing the the prints and the reproductions. Um, again, because they can, you know, more people can enjoy it, and it's just an extension of who they are and what they do. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that their brush didn't actually touch the canvas. It's still, it's still them. It's what they created, and it's just going out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're very lucky. The artists that we work with are truly amazing. They're, they're professionals, and they are inspiring, and um, they're all really lovely to work with, and their work shows it.
3: Mm-hmm. You seem to have a lot of variety in the artists that um you've brought into the fold you know because some of them do more um what do you call it representational what do you call it yeah
2: representational being not abstract basically that there's something in the painting that you recognize as Mm -hmm. a form or a shape um And we have a lot of those because our customer loves those, and we love those. Um, We also love abstracts. We love abstracts. We We love love abstracts. abstracts more. Yes. So don't, I think some people are intimidated by abstracts because there isn't something in there that they can explain. It doesn't necessarily create a memory, or they're not in that path, in that garden. You know, it's like, what is it? But the beauty of abstract is it can be anything. Mm-hmm. And it's really just about the color and the texture and, and the shapes of what's going on in there and the mood. And it's not any different than choosing some fabric, um, you know, or choosing a rug. It's pattern. Uh, so it shouldn't be intimidating. One of the things I love to suggest to people who might be a little intimidated by abstract art is in the same room. Put something that's traditional art mm-hmm. along with it, maybe some nice botanicals or landscape, and just pick up the colors from that traditional piece that you feel really comfortable with in the abstract. And it's amazing how they complement each other and create that tension again of something mm-hmm. more traditional or more transitional with something that's a little more contemporary. Yeah, created. agreed.
3: And it's like Caroline nice. said, if you have more traditional furniture. Put more more modern art with it, or more abstract, to get that tension. It Even looks if, fabulous yeah. that way. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, yeah. And
0: I think um, we were I was reading this somewhere recently. It was maybe we were talking about it on a podcast episode. Um, we talk a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it might have been <laughs> on the back. I can't remember, but we were talking about how um, you know, antiques are. Oh, I know what it was. It was the Nancy, I think it was the Nancy Braithwaite episode mm-hmm. where um, we were talking about the woman's dining room and how it sort of looked like it was in a time capsule. And I think art is a great way, like if you do have, say, a really pr- traditional piece, art is, you know, making sure you have sort of fresh art and something that looks different takes something that maybe you're tired of is stale or it's not the trend. You know what I mean? It keeps your rims broken, Makes I it guess. Feel yeah, current. it's something you may have yeah.
2: inherited that's very traditional but has a lot of sentimental value. It might not be your personal style direction for where you are at the moment, but, you know, you, yeah. if you take that piece of art, it can transform
1: it. Yeah. I have a question about that, like going off of that, because I got – my husband has this – it's a Midwestern – Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. Wagon wheel. I pictured that's exactly what I was going. It's not a wagon wheel. Prairie no. wagon. <laughs> he got this from his grandfather, and he likes it. Wait, and it's it? It, It's a prairie. No, I'm, I'm it's, it's a winter scene. Okay, but it's right, definitely, I were talking about furniture. It's <laughs> definitely mid, mid... You can tell it is the Midwest, I should say. Um, but right now it has a frame on it that is honey wood colored, hmm. and it's very... So I think the combo together, I'm like... Mm-hmm. I, right now it's setting in a stack in a room and I'm avoiding it, but I definitely would like to because he, I know he wants to put it up. Mm-hmm. So the question is, how do I trans? I don't know how you to bring that, in. Like that And I know yeah. you can't see it, so it's hard to...
2: Well, the first thing I would mm-hmm. say, just like we're talking about art with the mm-hmm. furniture is art with the frame. Yeah. You could update the frame to something yeah. that's a little more modern. It will make the whole thing seem a Feel, lot fresher. Okay. Um, you know what's a
1: modern frame what would be like a modern frame
2: to me a modern frame is something that's a very straight line it's not ornate it doesn't have a lot of carving on it it really it's just a square or a rectangle the shape of a box just square stock Mm -hmm. and um in a just a flat matte color whether it's white or gray or black I mean you can Mm -hmm. do what you need to do to pick up or even something that's metallic, like a pretty something that's gold, or to bring a little shine or brightness mm-hmm. to the art. If something's really matte, the frame looks pretty if it's glossy or metallic. so. But it's that streamlined, clean frame. And the beauty of those frames is it doesn't detract from the art either. I mean, mm-hmm. it almost disappears, so the art becomes the focal point. Sometimes these big, ornate frames mm-hmm. compete with
1: mm-hmm. the art yeah. itself.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but if you know you look at the art and you update the framing... Yeah. And now that framing works with other things in the space.
1: And maybe. Yeah. Is it a very large I can work piece? It in? <laughs> it's definitely, I'll do what Caroline did and put my arms out. <laughs> it's like, it's not that huge. It's maybe not 30 huge, inches wide. but it's not like a petite. One I can layer on my mantle or layer on a bookshelf. Mm-hmm. It definitely has to be mounted to a wall <coughs> space. Mm-hmm.
2: Or, and well, you could layer. That's not too big. It could be layered on the back of a. Sh- um, that's true. The top of a console, a console. or a low shelf, mm-hmm. and then you could layer some objects in, in front of it. Yeah. Again, to create a little to cover it up. It sounds like you're trying
3: <laughs> to. Cover no, it. it's <laughs> called combining things together. You can hide it in a gallery wall. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: Actually, yeah. Get a I bunch of Western ahead. artwork. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Western wall, y'all. Western. Okay, I'm going to be
2: on a mission now, though. I'm going to find out, figure out some way. that
1: I should, feel. I'll but try to bring a in a photo so you can see it.
2: We're going to make this thing so cool. You could put a wagon wall,
1: wagon <laughs> wheel on that wall. Oh, my gosh. You've wall. seen my People house. You could put a boot
2: on Where am I going to put that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Okay, you got to redo a whole room because I, I know mm-hmm. that you are you you like bright. We could do a whole room in white and, yeah, and like buffalo check a little bit here and there. So it's very modern, mm-hmm. the new modern okay. farmhouse thing. And then just have that vintage piece of yeah. farm-inspired, Midwest-inspired art.
1: I'll take the, challenge with a cactus. <laughs> Dang it, Karen! <laughs> ruining the vision. You are going to... I will show you. Karen, Flanor and I will have this perfect. Okay. Well, <laughs> work no, it well
3: I mean, it is hard because my husband brought to our marriage, um, like, a picture of Mickey Mantle or something. You know, like, he's a big Yankees fan. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I've got a lot of art when we got married. I'm like, yay, I can't wait. And it's stuff like that. It I'm wasn't like when Caroline. Put it Mickey was, Mal. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't Will. I,
2: was one, like, I have one, one, one word. Maybe painted. it's two. Man cave.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that where all that goes That's for most people? That's where all that goes. Yeah.
0: I'm not mm-hmm. letting Will get off too easy. He did have a... <laughs> oh my God, this is so bad. <laughs> um, so Sanford Stadium is the UGA football stadium. And it was like a framed... It was like um, four by six individual photographs to create a collage. It was almost like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how to describe it. But it was like probably 24 four by six... Photos, uh-huh. but they were arranged to where it made the whole like, Stand. like a panorama oh. <laughs> framed. Yeah. He also had a autographed, I'm doing my autograph in, in quotes, quotes because it was an autographed um, portrait of Uga, and by autographed, I mean it had a paw print. You're going to have to explain
3: who Ugga is.
0: Oh, it's the Georgia mascot. mascot. Yeah. It's a dog. But here's, here's what you do. He needed art for his office, sent all of that to the office. He wants to put that in his office?
3: It well, is in his me. office. Well, that's where man ended up. He's in my
0: <laughs>
2: Man <laughs> cave. Man, man space.
0: Karen's <laughs> <Lenore> was right. <laughs> so, uh, that was
2: funny.
0: I kept the good stuff and, like.
1: <laughs> so moving on from ugly art to, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, speaking of hanging the art, I wanted to go back to that because I feel like sometimes you do walk in to a space and you're like that's too high or that's too low what is the rule for that so i don't like to say rules
2: maybe more like guidelines i mean um, tips tips Tips. yes because i think in design in general people are they're too worried about putting stuff together because they think that it's not right when it doesn't have to mean there's Mm -hmm. no tight rules it doesn't have to be exactly right but as far as height um it's the general rule is to hang the center of the painting or the art um, at eye level. If you were five foot seven, that's okay, what I've so, always used. <laughs> so the middle
3: of the painting, <laughs> the middle of the painting, should the, be at five five or five. Yes, four. Or something. Yes, yes. Yeah.
2: So that's generally um, mm-hmm. a good height for every height person, as mm-hmm. well as a ceiling, a a regular general ceiling height. Um, But then if you've got two or three pieces, you can stack them. Um, I think the real, I think the way that art looks best, again, is if it's tied to something in the room, it has a relation to something in the room. Mm -hmm. So if it's um, with a console, that it's not too high floating over the console, but tucked in sort of close Mm -hmm. to the console. So
3: how many inches would you say like no more than six. No That's, more than six. Yeah, I'd say away like, from yeah. the console. Four, you mean? Yeah. If you have a console, how far should that? I that think it also again Barbie depends, depends
2: on the size of the art and the size of the console. Yeah. I mean, if it's a really big console, like a three-door mm-hmm. console, um, and you've got a big piece of art, it can actually get. You can have a little more space. But if it's a small demilune, and it's mm-hmm. you know, then you probably want to keep them a little closer together. Agreed. So again, relating it to the size and scale. Of what it's next
1: to. How much and space it, between? That Say sounds, you're, because yes. I know for, again, they're just a tip, like, because there is that too when you look at it and you're like, that's too much space between. Right. If you're doing multiple pieces. Yes.
2: Again, I I think
3: What's that you're yeah. um, I mean, I'm trying to think what my egg art is. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, probably like like that, maybe though. two inches. Right. If you've got, if you're massing out a wall, you could get away with an inch or no room between them. Right. But,
2: Right, because when you guess. put a lot of pieces really tight together, the whole statement together becomes a bigger piece of art, mm-hmm. right? So you're not really just looking at the individual pieces. So in that case, tight yeah. is fine. Um, if you want some, maybe it's some beautiful landscape um, or a series of landscapes and each one on its own tells its own story, then you probably want to have a little more space. But like not so, more than
3: like three inches, right?
2: Generally not like two to three inches. Is what I mean, I would four say. inches would probably be max, depending on if the it's size. really big. if it's really big. But yeah, I think two two to three inches as a as a general rule of thumb is mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. good. Yeah.
3: yeah, and if you're making a gallery wall, to me, it feels better if everything is similarly spaced apart. Yes, yes. it gives some kind of weird cohesion to it. It does. It so does. even if you have lots of different shapes and sizes and whatever, and you're putting them all together if you keep them all kind of the same space apart or if it feels like it's the same space apart and I'm saying that because like say you hang something round in the middle of some square, a round mirror or something in the middle of mm-hmm. some things that are square or rectangle you know just visually having it feel like it's the same space apart. Yeah
2: and it, it just helps keep it a little neater mm-hmm. so your eye can travel a little better. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. Um, I think having two Small of a piece of art on its own um, is something that the art just gets lost. You know, we've all seen that little tiny painting hung mm-hmm. all by itself on the big wall. For little art, I love it. It's called the Mona Lisa.
1: <laughs> yeah, and K- I d- wondered why it was so <SSSS> small. <decir> and I, if you so have the Mona on Lisa, wall.
2: you can. You're right. <laughs> right. other than that, no. <laughs> I think I love small art that feels intimate. You put it in an intimate space, so it can go now it's below that 5-7 general mm-hmm. rule. I mean, it can be if you're at a sitting in a chair, you know, you have a really nice comfy um ch- some you know chair, it can be right at eye level there so I you relate that. to it when you're sitting in your chair. Mm-hmm. Or um, if for your bed over your nightstands to tuck them in so that when you're sitting there, you know, and you've got your head against your your back against your bed, and you look over and your Mm -hmm. art is right there at eye level. So I think you can use art, you know, to tie into the space you're sitting in. So, but I love small art because it is intimate that way. You can make it special.
0: um, Little pieces of art like. You know those random slivers of wall you'll have in your house, like
3: like between your front door and your window, or yeah, right yeah, that's a great out. place for little pieces yeah. of
2: art. And the Keep beauty away. about that, especially like for doors, because people are coming and going, their face goes right by that, so you get this kind of like up close little width of that art when you walk by really yeah. close unlike big art where you tend to be sit, you know sitting on the sofa and looking up at it mm-hmm. you just walk right by and you can see all the little nuances yeah. and details I love that
1: I love lot- it when it's hung on the front of a built-in oh yeah oh they I love do that. like yeah. a little one stacked on front of the bookcases mm-hmm. yeah or tucked or in and leaning mm-hmm.
0: layered in front of other pieces I always love that. Yeah, I I do that. Like
1: a
3: really large piece of art, and then you lean something. Mm -hmm. Like like a wagon wheel art. Yeah. (laughs) And then put a sculpture in front of it, you won't even see it. Like a boot? (laughs) A boot. (laughs) Or a cactus. Cactus in a boot. (laughs) That's right. Well, last year, um, for uh, the gift exchange in the creative department, we draw names and we give stuff, right? And um, one of the girls, Nicolette, drew, uh, she's an illustrator, she drew um, a little picture of Mr. French. It was so Aww, adorable, and it was okay. tiny, and I didn't know where to put it because I didn't want I didn't want it to get lost mm-hmm. in in the house, and so I leaned it in a window, out in the den. Um, so I have like a sofa and a chair and a side table with a lamp. So where the side table and the lamp are, there's window behind it, and I tucked it in that windowsill. So it's kind of part of that whole vignette oh. of the side table, mm-hmm. but it doesn't like crowd the side table, and it didn't really have an easel. It was just a little picture, and it's so sweet there. I love it. Yeah. So you can, and, and I'm looking around like I have art leaning on the floor, <laughs> in the dining room. She does, and it looks amazing. Yeah, it looks amazing
2: because you kind of discover it.
3: Yeah, I didn't have anywhere to hang it, but I wanted it in the room. So I'm like, "Well, I'll just lean it there on the floor. <laughs> It'll be
2: fine." The rule is, there is no rule. That's right. I yeah, like a
3: guideline.
2: Don't <laughs> be afraid. Just go for it. Try it. What's yeah. The exactly. It. Exactly.
1: Are there trendy frames per se? Like, what's because tr- like. You know when you go to a garage sale, and say you might even like what's inside. Again, you might have an old frame or something, so you know they go in and out of style. But what's in style now? Is it the clean like you were talking about? What I
2: see right now mostly is the clean. Is that very, what we talked about earlier, the straight line, modern, flat, letting the artwork really shine, Um, whether it's a traditional piece or a modern piece. I think the exception is when you get into those little pieces of art, putting a big, chunky, almost like jewelry, like it's a, you know, where the frame becomes truly a piece of it. I think that's where big ornate width molding looks great, but mm-hmm. certainly clean is what I see. And and it's still a trend for canvas not to have a frame at all, where Distressed. it's just stretched and wrapped um, and that's really clean as well, mm-hmm. um, and that makes it much more affordable, right? Yes, yes. The framing definitely adds cost. Why to the is art. framing expensive? <laughs> Tell
3: us. <laughs> it's so frustrating because it's expensive. Like well, you said, Caroline, it's yeah. as much as the art
1: sometimes. sometimes but it always it feels good more... once you do it. Yeah, but it kind of it kind of hurts, change. but once you get it hung, I feel like every time it's been mm-hmm. worth it. But
3: even when you buy stuff from Ballard, things mm-hmm. that are framed are a good bit more expensive than a stretch canvas. Yes. Why? It's a piece it's of It's really... <laughs> well, it's two things. It's
2: materials and it's labor. And labor is a big part of framing. Um, to have something professionally framed where it's archival. So if it is um, an original art in particular where you want to protect it, um, you know, the materials are even more expensive to make sure if it's glass that it's UV and that it's not going to fade or it's not there's not going to be a glare issue. Uh, molding's are um, moldings are very labor-intensive to make.
3: Wait, what's molding?
2: Molding is the actual frame. Okay. So a frame before it becomes a frame is a long strip. It's just, um, you mm-hmm. know, it's just a long board. It comes off. Like the molding in our room? In our, yeah, as far as like scene? length. Yeah, okay. that's a good visual of it. And then they chop it, literally, that's what it's called, is a chop. They chop it and get those mitered corners, and they construct the frame. Um, but the actual manufacturing of that long length of molding, um, if it's an ornate frame, they have created a mold where they are really making that ornate out of clay or out of a, they hand a carve resin. It or whatever? Yeah, they hand carve it. So they create a master, and from that they make a mold. Um, and so, I mean, there's there's all sorts of different kinds of frames. Obviously, there's hand-carved frames and hand-finished frames. But um, the actual making of those long lengths... Is very labor intensive, and there's not a whole lot of companies that do it. Mm-hmm. So that's expensive. Um, the materials, like the glass, like the matting, are all specialty materials again to protect the art. Um, And even what we use on the reproductions at Ballard are those quality, because we want your reproductions not to fade and not to Mm -hmm. have those issues. So that's expensive. And then every little, every cut, every staple, there's layers inside of behind the glass, behind the picture. I mean, there's lots and lots that goes Mm -hmm. into it. Um, And then not to damage the art. I mean, that handling part of it, too. Mm -hmm. So labor and materials. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. If you're framing a large piece versus a smaller piece, there's not a whole lot of savings. You're only saving in the material cost because it's smaller. You use less. But it takes the same amount of labor to cut something and join it and put all those layers in for something small as it does something large. So don't necessarily get something smaller because you think it's going to be a lot less expensive to frame. Mm. It'll be a little less for sure, but it won't be... A lot less. I
3: often think that going big is much
1: more of a value.
2: It is, actually. It's way more of a value. Mm-hmm. Way Just more cost-effective. big
3: bang for
1: your buck. Yes. Yes. Um, How do you know what to – when – speaking of going big, um, going big, uh, with your mat, is that something, too, that – when do you know to make the mat really big or small a lot of colored. that again is
2: is it's a design choice. It is, yeah. um, you know,
1: traditional is a couple of
2: inches depending on the size of the art. We'll say you know anywhere from two to four inches is very traditional. Um, and the mat really is there to keep the glass from touching the art. I mean that's the primary purpose. Um, I love a big wide mat where you're getting you know six seven eight inches because then it create it creates. Um, Somebody really has to then come up closer to the art to look at it. It creates, again, Mm -hmm. that intimacy. You really come in because the the mat takes up a lot of space. But it also is just that clean, plane. It almost creates like a white wall around the art. So the art just Mm -hmm. is by itself. So, um, but it really is personal preference.
3: What do you think of those new, um, they're not that new, but those... Kind of new lucite frames that sort of float the art, and it's not really a frame. It's sort of like it's a, a sandwich. Yeah. Something. Oh, the sandwich. There's or the, the box, box
2: type and or box type and the sandwich. I love them. I love them. I, I too. They're again. They're clean. They don't take away from the art. Um, they can mm-hmm. go in any style. They look great in a traditional. Again, mm-hmm. they look great modern. Uh, and it's updated. Maybe, maybe <gasps> art. western art <sighs> could look really cool Ooh. in acrylic.
1: That's that's reaching for the stars there. (laughs) (laughs) You
3: could have railroad ties as the things in the corners (laughs) that hold the floater together. Things I wish I
1: didn't bring up. (laughs) It's going on my list. now. Okay, We are problem solving for you.
0: (laughs) What about what size to the furniture you're hanging it over? Like Like if it's a sofa versus a dresser? Yeah. Yeah. Proportion? I mean, well, on the blog, we suggest... Hopefully, we're all on the same page. It's <laughs> just <laughs> so scale.
1: All about scale. It's all well,
2: about scale. Very similar to everything else that you put in a room. Right. It so really what is, is the same.
0: What's a good scale? Like 50% the width? Of like Oh how, more. Uh, it's gotta be bigger than yeah. that, right? Okay, well I no I'm, I'm starting starting there. Well no, okay. Uh, here's <laughs> okay. you're wrong.
2: <laughs> when we are merchandising in the catalog and we've put a room together and we know that we want to put this piece of art over, say, this particular console, I look at the width of the console and I choose the piece of art that's as close to the actual width of the console without going over it.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so you don't want to go so past it. it.
3: Going again, it's that's not breaking rule. the rules, if but you're really good at rule breaking, you can do that. But generally, people don't generally, do people it. don't you have to really know what you you're really doing kinda to do. Do that. kind of do. It's
2: kind of an advanced move it really oh. away, right? <laughs> oh. because I mean, then you then your art becomes it overwhelms it, can it can overwhelm what it's mm-hmm. over? So, a little trick if you have a piece of art that's big and you want to put it over something a little smaller tuck it slightly behind that piece of furniture one it'll look a little smaller just because it's lower um, but Mm -hmm. then it'll almost look like it's part of that furniture
0: i think you can also just just fill the space that you're missing on the console so for example if your art hangs over six inches on either side of your console just put a chair on either side of your you know
2: You can also, yeah, you can put a chair and then you could put some candle sconces or two little mirrors or something that create the whole thing now becomes wider and becomes more of a statement. So that's why it's, yeah, it's not like a true rule, but if you're really looking to buy a piece of art over a piece of furniture, generally as big as you can get without going over is, is, yeah. Now that's to say if you have a really small piece of art, you can still make that work because you can... You know, if you have a buffet lamp, if you have a tall vase, you can, you again, hang it a, a little. Composition. Right. Create a composition. Hang it a little lower. Again, make it part of that collection. Treat it almost like a shelf. Like, mm-hmm. how would you layer things in a shelf? So you can do small pieces, too.
0: What is everyone's thoughts on, like, lamps or accessories in front of art?
1: I like it. I like it, too. I like a good yeah. visual I think it needs <laughs> layering. <laughs>
3: I think it all... Yeah, like you're Mm -hmm. saying, an artist, if you're going to have it with things, it's a piece of a composition. It's not a thing that sits by itself that you move everything Mm -hmm. out of the way to show the art. The art is part of everything else in the room, and you don't move all the chairs away from the dining room table, so you can always see the dining room table. They all sit around Mm -hmm. it, and they live together, and it Mm -hmm. works together. That's Mm -hmm. a good example. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Thanks. That's all I had.
2: You can have a big though piece of focal, you know, a focal piece of art that's over a fireplace or mm-hmm. um, on a statement wall at the end of the hall or something like Ooh, that. That I do t- love really love is that truly thing. on its own mm-hmm.
3: and just making the statement by itself. But you so. wouldn't put you wouldn't push stuff over to the side if no. it was, yeah. No. Stick it all there with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Karen, I have one more question for you. What about framing stuff yourself? Right? Do you do that? Um, I only do that on
2: things that have a maybe a personal, not expensive things, basically. Because you know, will
3: ruin them? Will I ruin them if I do that? No, because um,
2: the archival quality to do it really correctly, mm-hmm. um, it really should be done by a professional. But if you're just looking to put something up that's fun or you created a little, you know, you did your own little piece or um, you found a great postcard and you want to frame it and, you know, it's more about personal, it's more about that kind of value, then then I think it's fine. That's fine. I mean, my daughter has rock concert posters and guess what? (laughs) Mm -hmm. You didn't get those professionally framed? No, we did not get those
3: professionally framed. (laughs) Well, yeah, oh, that's sweet. <laughs> she
1: cute. Yeah, she probably has a cute, like, gallery wall of posters mm-hmm. where we all, like, tacked them to the wall. Oh, yeah, she's sometimes. got that, too. Yeah, she's <laughs> got that, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Karen, are you building frames over there? I was just wondering.
3: No, but, you know, I've talked on the show before. I was looking over my living room at some of the stuff that Mike Devine gave me. Um, he's one of our photographers. And every Christmas, he will give me, um, what is it, a lithograph? or What is that? Yeah. Okay. yeah it's like a, a block print. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I recently framed those three things on the wall over there, and I just love them, but I, I don't really frame much myself, and I didn't know if there are rules around it or how to do it. but I knew I couldn't spend, you know 400 bucks each. Sorry, Mike Divine, I like you, but maybe once you're dead, I'll <laughs> you get those in wow. archival clock. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think just it's better. Here.
2: If you have to make a choice between keeping it in a tube or in some sort of sleeve yeah. or, you know, and not framing it versus framing it yourself, by all means, get it out and enjoy it. Don't wait. So, I That's I mean, a
3: great lesson. You're right. Because mm-hmm. I had those like sitting in a book, blah, blah, blah. And I, never, I was never looking at them. Yeah. And and I know, you look at it. them every day. I look at them every yeah. day. They look really good.
1: And I could always like do view.
3: one a year or something, go get it professionally framed.
1: Yeah. I yeah. built a frame once. It was not fun.
3: We had to frame all of our own artwork in college, you know, because yeah. you couldn't afford to get your art framed. You had to do it all yourself. Well, mm-hmm.
2: and you can still buy, you know, if you if you were going to mat it, you can buy archival mats. And you can buy, you know, there's different levels of quality of glass. And you just get what you feel like you can afford for that.
3: Mm-hmm. I didn't do time. That. Glue gotten... stick. <laughs> no, that I don't want to no, hear. Got, I'm plugging got, my ears. A, no, 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 no. I got that good mounting tape. That's archival. Yeah, go to go to a place
2: and, that actually sells framing materials. Don't use school supplies. Yeah, that I
3: would definitely recommend. Well, I had um, over here on the phone. I've talked about this before too. This is my great grandparents' wedding certificate from Germany or something, oh. and someone had sort of self-framed it before I got it and literally it was kind of like scotch taped together on the back and falling apart and crumbling and um, I took it and got it professionally framed but I, it was that kind of thing where, you know, you, no one had taken the care with it that they should have and it was disintegrating. Yes. Um, so now it's all yeah. protected and it's very, very expensive. Right. <laughs> but it's pretty, that right? It looks
2: good. Yes, it looks great.
0: I've gotten a lot professionally framed. I've also done a lot myself, but mm-hmm. when I say myself, I went to like Sam Flax got, which is like our little local art, store. art supply yeah. store. Yeah. I mean the quality like, of the products there are great. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like a $30, you know, so those prints that you have, they look about like eight by 10, mm-hmm. let's say. So, or maybe they're. Not quite. They wouldn't fit into right. The they're pre-made. not an exact
3: size. Yeah, to fit in. But a mat. just size
0: up to the next frame size, and then have them custom cut the mat for you. Yeah, because that doesn't. And will be cut. ten bucks. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: then it looks professional. I mean, we have a we have a gallery wall in our bedroom of some stuff. Will's drawn some stuff. We had you know we got elsewhere or whatever, and I have some stuff framed professionally next to some stuff that we framed, and you can't tell the difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. The custom mat helps a lot. Another thing, Will Will does does like little drawing commissions for people, but he always draws them to a standard size. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to have someone do something for you, have them do a standard size because then you can just pop it right into. That's definitely a great idea.
3: I will say that one thing I really like to do when I travel is to buy a little inexpensive random thing from a street vendor or something mm-hmm. like or a, you know a pretty little mm-hmm. watercolor from those guys you see on the side of the road um and frame it because it's it's such a great memory like you were saying about your travel in germany yes, time, yeah it just brings all of that back um that whole trip back and it's such an inexpensive way to remember all of that without like posting all the pictures of the trip on your wall Have a customer yeah, we have dilemma P-Java you can help us question. with Karen. Oh, good. And it is about art. <laughs> your specialty. Really? Mm-hmm. Alright, here we sure. are. Dilemma from who is it from?
1: Eileen. Come on, Eileen. Okay. Okay. Um and she says I purchased the Ballard Seabreeze art prints, one and two. Each print is thirty eight by twenty four to hang above my sofa in my living room. But I'm not sure if this is the right size. Can I go with the bigger size at forty eight by thirty each? The sofa length is 82 inches, and the height is 35. Now she's she's trying to hang them behind her sofa. The answer there's an yes. Anyway. Wait, I'm not done. <laughs> the, walls, the wall side-to-side side measures at 158 inches, and the floor and ceiling measures at 92 inches. So there's about 57 inches from the top of the sofa to the ground molding. The wall is so big, I want to make sure I fill the space. Wait, I have to just interject. Okay, so... Between the
3: sofa and the ceilings, fifty seven inches and the art she bought is thirty eight and she's considering forty eight inch art, which would leave her with about five inches on either side. She should totally go bigger. For sure. But you can keep going. Oh, I, think <laughs> I just jumped in.
2: I mean she, basically yeah. she's yeah. like, Is
3: this too big? It should it be bigger. No, I, I think, think it should be
2: bigger yeah. as well.
3: As big as you can fit. I think that was your point, Karen. It's like as big as you can Big as you as can, you can fit. There.
2: As big as you can fit. And even, you know, there's a picture on this one, which I'm sure you'll have posted.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: um, you can see that the art feels really small in relation to the sofa. Because she did a great job. She sent this picture. Yeah. With, mm-hmm. You know, the art and the sofa. But the scale, it makes the sofa look really big and the art looks really small. So definitely needs to get bigger on the art.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Because she said
3: she read on our blog that this, the print should be about 75% of the length of the sofa. I, I'm sorry, I'm jumping in. You're good. Um, but that would be a minimum. I think that would be our guideline mm-hmm. as a minimum. It should be 75% of the length. Mm-hmm. And um, five inches on the top and bottom is not not too small. That's mm-hmm. totally fine. Yeah. yeah. And she's getting a new cream Plus, sofa. She's, it's yeah. going to be so pretty. Oh, what's in a different
2: sofa? Sorry, I didn't finish reading that part. But yes. Mm-hmm. Bigger, 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 make a statement, mm-hmm. and you're going to actually feel like you're in the room with that water and the ocean. And
3: it's oh, going to be so pretty.
2: It's going to be really nice.
3: Eileen, good choice on the art. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's beautiful. I like it, and I like it with sofa. the wall color she's got going mm-hmm. on there. Yeah, it's good. Congrats, Come Eileen, on a beautiful choice. Upsize it. Plus, <laughs> I love that we photo. have easy returns. <laughs> yes,
0: Well, she—I guess her concern is like getting too close to the molding, but. I think she can
2: go, I mean, she can go right up to it and right. don't think it would ever be a problem. You know well, I mean? 47 and minus 50. I mean, like Karen said, it's five or six yeah. inches still from the molding and above the sofa. So, yeah.
0: That's I just mean, perfect. if someone else is listening and they're oh. thinking about the same oh, thing, yes. like, even you bigger, why it. not go all the way up to the molding? Like, yes. Yeah. You know, with the right. Peace and make a mm, right statement. statement. Yeah. That's right. Yes.
3: Go big. Yes. Big, go big. Home. I think that's our, I think that's the summary of art. Go <laughs> <or go> <laughs> let it be a statement.
2: Yeah. Start with art.
3: Yeah. Oh, of course you say but of that.
2: Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, Karen, thanks for
3: coming. Yes, what a treat. This was fun. We learned a lot. Love we
2: did, it. Yeah. Thank you. Come back anytime. anytime. My pleasure.
0: All right. Well, that's our show. Thanks so much for listening. Please leave us a review in your podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on social media at Ballard Designs and, of course, send in your questions. Y'all, they don't have to be, like, specific to your house. You could just say, like, what's your favorite paint color? Or, I don't know. Whatever. They could be
3: any sort of question. We get lots of really good, interesting ones.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll help. Okay.
3: Or pass it on to professionals. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: right. (laughs) might have our experts answer them okay guys until next time happy
1: Happy decorating. decorating